cliffcentral.com. All right, it is time for Democracy 101. Jack Mutlante, Gareth Cliff, you and this morning. Also, Xavier Bapu, who's yes. with us. Uh, Xavier, I saw you in the comments section the other day. You were, <laughs> you were very loud and proud and full of uh, controversial ideas. But then I see you on social media and you're doing yes. the same thing. Mm-hmm. So it's nice to have you on the show for the first time. No, thank you, Gareth. Thank you, uh, Jack. Just pull that mic a little closer. Yeah, there we go. Right. Well, we'll, still t- we'll teach you how to uh, use the mic. You'll be, a pro- you'll be a pro in no time. Soon enough, yeah. Now, in fact, that is probably the best place to start this discussion. Uh, Jack and Xavier will be starting a show. Uh, and you must tell people what your show is called. <laughs> I love the name. <laughs> it's too. the Grown-Ass Group Chat. That's yeah. the name of the podcast. I, I love this. I only found out about this this morning. Yeah. The Grown-Ass Group Chat. Yeah. 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 Why is this? Um, so we are uh, in a similar age group and there's a couple of things that we need to tackle. Uh, so it'll be myself, Xavier, as well as Serena. I uh, remember we went through her letter open to letter to the president last week. Uh, so we reached out to her. We had a chat and we found out that we've got a couple of really great so ideas. Three of you. Of us. Yes. Okay. So when are we going to get her on? Um, we're going to, well, she's pretty busy these days, but we're going to do our pilot episode today. Excellent. Um, and, uh, we will announce when we're going to drop that, but, okay. um, she's definitely going to be in the studio in the next couple of weeks. And that's going to be fun. Cause let me tell you something. This man is opinionated as all hell. Well, we'll get to all of that in a moment. Mm. I mean, Azalea says in the comments, Xavier has been silently stalking us. Congo <laughs> Chris says, uh, Democracy 101 is slowly becoming my second favorite segment of the week, second only to the burning platform. I'm glad that it's something that we do here. Mm. If he had mentioned some other podcast, I would have, yeah, you know what I mean? Been terrible. Yeah. yeah, I actually watched all the Democracy 101s, guys. And I gotta say, you know, the information you guys have accessed. <laughs> Yeah, the information you guys have accessed, uh, it's amazing. I mean, the stuff with the IEC, mm. um, that even I learned some stuff. And I, I, I studied the IEC as much as I can. I've spoken to the former guys that headed up the IEC during 1994, uh, like Terry Tulani. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, I try to learn as much as I can about the IEC, but you guys went. Well, they were terrific. Yeah. I've, got, I've got to give credit where it's due because um, the IEC come in for a lot of criticism. Mm. But I honestly think that they've done a terrific job. Um, and certainly when we had uh, James and, James and, and uh, Matsoba. Matsoba. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. We had them both here and they were, they were superb. They answered every question. Yeah, they, they were didn't not duck do- and dive. They were not dodging anything. They were, yeah. they were saying what they thought. I loved having them in here. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say that I'm feeling pretty confident in the IEC at this point. Same here. But thank yeah. you, Xavier. All right, so... We um, we might have stumbled across you on social media, but how did you get into this maybe unenviable and sometimes dangerous position of saying what you think online? And now you'll be doing it in a podcast. <laughs> why did this start for you? Why why weren't you just a good boy who shut up and uh, you know got on with uh, being quiet and hiding your head behind the parapet walls? You know, Gareth, I was the good boy. Yeah, and. Uh... I was happy in the private sector, had a decent job in management, middle management, and I was quite happy. And it was around November 2019. And Herman Mashaba had just said he's resigning from the DA, he's stepping down, there's racism. Uh, yeah, big toy show there. And I was a big fan of what he did for Johannesburg. I believed he was a very good mayor. Um, I just got this thought in 2019, 
I need to get into politics. And as stupid as I was, I thought the easiest way to do that was to get on Twitter. And mm -hmm. I learned very quickly, Twitter is not a great place. <laughs> um, so you end up throwing punches. I mean, the first groups I encountered on Twitter were the EFF guys, and they they fun. Um, but after that, I actually ended up joining Herman Mashaba. The actual EFF guys or their butts? Because uh, they've, got, they've got a butt army that does it, a lot it's, of... It's called the ground forces, but they online all day, every day. So it <laughs> could be... Let's just be clear about this because, you know, yeah. again, most of us don't participate yeah. every day on this this platform and mm -hmm. we don't we don't get involved and engaged in hardcore arguments. Mm. But there are actually people who are paid yeah, yeah, yeah. just to cause shit on, on, social, on media. social media. So yeah. last year I did a against my following. Um, a lot of people actually unfollowed me because of it. I started tweeting positive stuff about the ANC. Hmm. And my whole must have been a long uh, show. <laughs> yeah. So I I, I was positive like very positive, the ANC is capable of change. The ANC has done so much. The reason I did this was to try and get the attention of PR companies that work for the ANC and were actually paying people to tweet. These people reached out to me and they were like, we will pay you every ah, month. So mm. you, you basically, if you're willing to continue. You pulled the this. curtain back and you saw the Wizard of Oz was this small, tiny little creature. <laughs> <laughs> you saw the little creature so behind the, the veil. Yeah, yeah, no, definitely. There is. How does it work? So basically, they'll pay you a call, a, call it a stipend every mm -hmm. month. And then you join these WhatsApp groups and they tell you what to post about. So like when the ANC Youth League uh, launched. So when we see something trending that's political, you almost invariably know that it's made up bullshit. It starts made up and then it goes viral. Uh, where it actually organically grows. So like with the EFF launching their manifesto, um, they'll have a group of about 100 people and all the parties have this. Uh, mm -hmm. Like I was part of DA ambassadors, um, mm -hmm. social media ambassadors. They all do it. They all do it. They all put a lot of money behind it. And I'm not talking like 100 grand. I'm talking like 2 million rand, 3 million rand. Um, this is the kind of stuff. And how do. much do all of these little micro influencers get paid? 10 grand. So they offered really? me. Really? It's not bad. Me. That's not bad for a couple of so tweets. You, yeah, that's not bad at all. I, I connected with some of the other people that got in. Yeah. And I kept in touch with them. I declined the offer. They offered me two grand, which I thought was okay. They didn't value you. Yeah. They didn't value me. I then I get in touch with the guy and it's now October last year. And he's like, no, they haven't paid us. I'm like, what do you mean they haven't paid you? And I was like, how much were they paying you? No, 10 grand. I was like, the guys tried to rob me eight grand. <laughs> I see, was so upset. So this is the danger. If, you, if you're paying people to support you, the, the, the really scary thing is if you, A, stop paying them, they will turn on you. Yeah. Mm. Because there's no loyalty there. You've, yeah. bought, you've bought their loyalty. And as soon as you stop paying, they stop caring. Mm. So they will turn on you and then it'll reveal how crooked the whole system is. Yeah. But there's also this thing that happens on the internet where sometimes something gets a life of its own. I mean, um, during the State of the Nation, for example, again, I wasn't on Twitter, but I was getting screenshots from people and all the rest. <laughs> there was no love. Cyril could have had his army of bots out there being yeah. paid 10,000 rand a tweet. But it seems to me like the whole country no, was he, saying. He did He did have his uh, bots out there. The but it didn't help him. It didn't. The hashtag Tinswallow. Um, yeah. based on that fictional story came yeah. up and you had ANC Youth League members and everyone. Now, you know those people who used that word on Thursday last week were all being paid. Correct. 
So, so it's fake. It's you, just nonsense. I don't understand why anyone. So who pays attention to this? Is it corporations that look at trending things and go, oh, well, this is obviously a groundswell of support for Cyril Ramaphosa. So, is that what they think? It's interesting you say that. Is that what they think? Yeah, there's, yes. there's a lot of political research uh, companies, NPOs, people that watch the elections, and they get a lot of money from sponsors and foreign national companies to monitor things. And they'll write these, like the Ipsos, uh, what you call that, the Ipsos report. Now, a lot of people read only what they wanted in that report. They didn't read to the conclusion. If you went to the Ipsos site, it went to the report, the basic summary, but then you had to download the actual report at the bottom of that page. And nobody did that. Mm. Like I did it, but mm-hmm. not a lot of people did Not too did many it. people did it, yet. And in that report, they give you exactly why they thought that and why it's not accurate yet. So, so what yeah. you're telling me is fascinating <clears throat> because we've been led to believe that social media is this excellent barometer <laughs> for what's happening <laughs> in the country. Mm. Meanwhile, according to just what you've told me this morning, and I have no reason to doubt that what you're saying is true because frankly, we can tell that a lot of people are paid for opinions yeah. and they don't even have those opinions themselves. They're paid to proffer an opinion. And if they're not even a real person, it could be a bot. But the fact is, this is not a good indication of what's happening in South Africa. These are paid influencers and paid influencers are the least credible people on earth. Correct. Yeah. yeah. Let's just all stop worrying about what's going on on social media because it's fake. You, you can say that. There are people who are going to be honest and will say, with, yeah. like you, like Jack. Mm-hmm. And I, I mean, you guys are not being paid for your opinion. Not at all. Every time you paid. put something on Twitter, no one's giving you yeah. money. Right? I wish. No. I wish. In fact, uh, with some of the things that I say on Twitter, I'm, I'm not surprised that no one's willing to pay me for the things I say well, on Twitter. Not, you know what I mean? So you I'm get not the, surprised at so, all. So lovely for you. You, you get the, the shine of being an actual influencer yeah so of being an actual human being but with serious thoughts the people who are being paid let's all just forget that that means anything so yeah i'll give you another um, perspective of this so there are people that do it and are not paid at all so like for example when i joined the herman mashaba initiative which initially it was called the people's dialogue mm-hmm. Um, this is way before action. Essay. I remember that. I think that's when I first. There were saw nine you. people. Yeah, there were nine people around the table, and I promoted action. Well, at that time, people's dialogue heavily. The entire idea was to try and get people to give their ideas, solutions Input. to a better South Africa. And uh, at that point, you know, Herman Mashaba said he'll create a report and he'll read through everything, and then he'll uh, decide whether to open a party or not. Because the calls for him to open a party started the day he put his resignation in at the DA. On that point, we would get WhatsApps every morning, um, all nine of us, it grew. So the the idea was if you could create a branch, Herman Mashaba would personally come visit the branch, uh, which would be in your house or your lounge or mm. someone's lounge. And then we you would have one-on-ones with Herman Mashaba, which was a big thing. And we were promoting this thing to try and get our branches growing. So I did it as well. No payment, no hmm. support, no... Uh, you Are you still involved with them at all? No, no, no. I'm not involved in Action SA. We had a falling out very early before Action SA started uh, over the Lily Mine debacle. Um, so I told Herman Mashaba, I'm not comfortable with you politicizing the issue because there's no way you can solve it. And four years later, he hasn't solved it. He's done a lot, but he hasn't solved it, hmm. which I told him would happen. 
Um, so yeah, and then you look at the DA. I, I, when I joined the DA, I joined the. Uh, was this after or before him? Yeah, so that was after Herman Mashaba. So after I left Action SA, I then went in, did a entire research paper on every party in South Africa at that point in 2020, and I studied each party's constitution, the manifestos, etc. Who's in charge? Who's the sponsors? Etc. And let's be clear: I don't think there's any person in South Africa who's going to find one party that ticks all their boxes. It's it's right. I mean, Jack, unlikely. I don't know. If and I mean, like, have, you've, have you looked at any of these manifestos? Because I've given them a cursory glance at best. <laughs> well, so um, I'm helping Bafana Mudise put together manifesto unpacked for right. podcast party. Right. So. Unfortunately, now it has become my job to actually go through the manifestos. I'm not happy about it, but I will do it. You have my sympathies. Thank you. So, but and and I, I actually now that you bring up manifestos, there, there's it it blows my mind just how similar a lot of these parties are, just from the standpoint of this is what we're bringing to the table, um, and a lot of them have these uh, grandiose ideas about how we're going to change the country. And all of this stuff from the studying that you did uh, naturally since 2019, you said you re- did the study in 2020, 2020, yeah. right? It's been four years since then. Right now, as it stands, there are about 300 and f- how many? 59, 361. 61. Because, um, well, there's a chance that Mukheng Mukheng, our former chief justice, who says he's ordained by God. Yes. Um, I, I used to love the guy. I had great respect for him intellectually. And right. Now I just, I don't know what to say. Um, but he might launch a party or he might run independent, but you can't run for presidency as independent. Independent, yeah. So I think he'll launch a party. Then uh, Jacob Zuma's son, uh, Dudizan, yeah. has launched the All Game Changes, which sounds like a NBA it does, it right? Sounds like a TV game show. Yeah, it, yeah does. it doesn't sound like a political party, but like, he's launched that. The moment you said all game changes, the thing that was missing was. Dun, da, 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 da. <laughs> you know, you expect like, them coming out. We'll get to the Zoomers in a minute because yeah. they are still the guys at the center of the political discussion. Who would have guessed? Can you imagine? Yeah, yeah. No, 10 no. years later or whatever. It's mm. interesting, but first, uh, you know, let me explain the difference between a manifesto right. and the constitution of a party. Mm. So the constitution of a party pretty much defines the party. You cannot register with the IEC without bringing your constitution to the IEC. They require that. And what has to be in there? So your structure of your party, how you do your branches, how you elect your leadership, your values in the party. So for example, you guys had UIM's leader here, Neil De Beer. Mm-hmm. One of the tenants, like the core values of the UIM is called temperance which means you avoid extremes in any regard. <laughs> but the, uh, he, you doesn't, do not he doesn't live by that. <laughs> yeah. And this is the leader of the party. That is the constitution of the party. If you go on UIM's website, you go to the constitution and you check it. There's a value there called temperance, temperance. in their core values. Mm. This is how they've put, the, put forward to the IEC that their party is built. This yeah. is the heart and soul of the party. So the constitution of a party can change. The ANC has changed it many times over the years. But the Freedom Charter, a charter which was in the first constitution of the ANC, is still there. In the ANC charter, in, in the ANC constitution, it's very strict on, you know, uh, acts of corruption, acts <laughs> of dishonor. It's shocking. It's shocking, guys. So it's not so strict enough. The manifestos are basically a promise. They're nothing more than that. And, and that's why I tell people, don't worry about the manifestos because to, in order to implement a manifesto, you need a majority government, not a coalition government. 
Mm. You need a majority where you can. So put, this is where the party says, yeah. if we were in charge, this is what Correct. we would do. Now, in a mm. coalition, you're going to have to reduce some of those promises because yeah. you now need to include someone else's manifesto. Yeah. And this is the compromise well, you have to make. It's still good to know what they would do in a situation where they did have absolute power. It, it's, it's no good if you know the party is not going to get that power. So, for example, the EDA, very strong opposition in South Africa, they've grown. But you can see the leadership now understands they will never get to 51%. And it's said that they've resigned themselves to that. And that's why I left the DA. Because I believe they could get to 51%. They just needed to make proper changes. They refused. And, you know, if they resigned to the fact that they're happy to be an opposition or coalition partner, it means that someone else might come in and say, listen, we can actually get 51%. And right now, I don't think he will. So have you, have you got a favorite party at the moment? For now, the one I'm, I'm actually impressed with is uh, Bold One Essay, which I thought, you know, it's going to be… Musi Maimane. Mm. I, I really thought it was going to revolve around Musi Maimane um, because he's such a big personality. Um, but he's actually got a lot of women in leadership who are thought-provoking. I love Ayanda. Ayanda Ali. Ayanda Ali is amazing. She actually stood up and made a comment on the Sona. I know, it's gone viral. She's gone viral. Mm. Made her celebrity for the week. Yeah. But she used to work in the ANC. Mm-hmm. Ah, so she, so she was Fikile Mbulula's um, spokesperson. <laughs> spokesperson, yeah. When he was, that's that's so, got to be so <laughs> shitty for him to see her trending. because Exactly. He, he thinks he's the celebrity. You know? And the thing is, he has not been. He has not said anything of any level of intelligence in the past six or he, seven he's months. He's actually so it's gone like, worse. Six or seven months. It's bad. I think like, it's two or three I'm years. being kind here. I'm being <laughs> kind. Six or seven months to try it in six or seven <laughs> decades. Did you forget when um, you said you need to jump in a taxi to sit down to jump in a taxi. <laughs> it's madness. So, all right, all of this is very, very interesting. I just want to go to a couple of comments on the stuff you've yeah. already said because some of this is new information. Yeah. Mm. Um, the ANC have five days to release their catered deployment documents, apparently, mm-hmm. according to Congo Chris. Uh, these paid online mouthpieces should be included in that. <laughs> I think it would be good to know. Who's, you know, like, like if someone's sponsored, that something is a sponsored tweet, it comes up yeah. like, yeah. You know, this is a sponsored show or whatever, then we tell you someone's paying for this. Yes. And we do on cliffcentral.com, we tell you when someone is paying for, for some something. piece of content, Correct. some editorial right. they've sponsored. I think it should be the same on social media. If someone's so, being paid to do something, we should know. The problem with it, Gareth. This moron is being paid by the yeah. ANC. Mm. The problem with it, Gareth, mm-hmm. is that <laughs> inside a party, so like the DA will have its social media management team yeah we need and to know who those people are no no they they find that's legit you know they are ambassadors and sometimes they'll announce themselves as da ambassadors when i was part of but that. they should always is my point i agree with you um but then you also like get party funding should be fully disclosed fully uh, anything to do I've with got, politics and money we must yeah. know who is paying i've got so much to say on that but let's, let's all right leave that for go now. on but anyway um so with the influencers these parties also, besides their own social media teams, they also hire PR companies. Now, PR companies in South Africa have a variety of techniques they can use. Some decide to go and buy articles in publications that will allow them. Mm. So like you always see Herman Mashaba's stuff in City Press. And he paid for that. Uh, Correct. Prince, and he paid for Prince 12 Mashaba, million. Right? Right? Yeah. 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 For his biography. And that, yeah. that guy was a respected <laughs> political analyst. Now you can't trust anything he says. It anymore. was Prince yeah. Mashaba. Yeah. yeah, it was. Yeah. Shame. No one will talk to him anymore. Yeah, How much did he get again? It was like 12 million. Oh, 12 million. 12 million, million is what I heard. Yeah. 
which is propaganda ridiculous. is expensive business. Expensive yeah. business. So you, you've got a whole lot of PR companies which you never hear about that mm. do reputational management. They do political strategy. So the biggest and best political, I mean, PR companies have a separate wing besides their corporate stuff, specifically for political stuff. So these guys have highly trained, best of the its team, political analysts there deciding how a party should direction themselves. Yeah, well, so if you ask me, that's a waste of money. Because, it is. Because it none is. of these people have been able to it's hit It's terrible. Yeah, none Not of one of the opposition parties are, are killing it in PR. Yeah. Not not the ANC is killing it in and PR. It's, so it's basically, I, and let me just say this uh, right now, loud and clear, because I know that political leaders listen to this show. Yeah. I know <laughs> that many of them are coming on this show. There's some mm. that love you. Let me tell mm. you guys. You are wasting your money with these dumb, 100%. Uh, unbelievably uh, ineffective yeah. PR and spin agencies who are doing you no favors at all. And you're also wasting your time with influencers on social media who, so, who've never had opinions before and you have to pay them to come up with something. Uh, this, is, this is stupid. If it's not going to be real people who really believe those things, yeah. don't. Waste your time. And in fact, it's it's pretty telling that there's the there aren't people who would do these things on their own volition. Like having to pay people to parrot certain things well, that are great make, about what, what does it make like, the party look like? It makes like it look like you if you, you didn't just pay, said. no one would care. Yeah, so, you're just this sad little dude nah. who's asking people let, let me Hey, please say like something this. nice about me. I'll give yeah. you five bucks. Come yeah. on. Yeah, please say something nice <laughs> about say me. Say something nice. Right. So, let me put it Look to what you. you've done, Xavier. You've ruined yeah. their whole model. Uh, yeah, yeah, no, I shouldn't have done that. I'm gonna get assassinated walking down Ravonia. I'll walk um, right next to you. Anyway, um the thing is, guys, if you look at Twitter. For example, it's the biggest platform in South Africa. There's no other platform other than Facebook. But it's still small. It, yeah, it's 4, million, consider four the, million to yeah, 5 million. 4 or South 5 Africa. million people out of 60, 70 million. Yeah. yeah, which when you compare to the groups in SA, for example, the ZCC church. Mm -hmm. The ZCC church is somewhere around 8 million. Mm. 8 million congregants. And they are strictly loyal to the ANC. Then you got the Church of Shembe. Church of Shembe, they don't do social media and things. Mm -hmm. So I think it was Ramaphosa that went recently to one of the churches. I can't remember if it's the uh, Shembe Church or if it's uh, ZCC. But it was one of the AIC, which is the African-initiated churches. It's a mm -hmm. group of African churches. Uh, you'll often see the guys going out into the parks and things. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So they part of those churches. They're Christians, but they practice in a different way. Yeah. And those churches are huge. He went out to one of these churches and said, we will build you a thousand sleeper hostel for your congregants from the ANC money, which we know. We, I mean, you guys said it, the Iran yeah. influence. Suddenly they've got money. Now they're going to build a thousand sleeper. A thousand sleeper for a church is a massive thing because it means when you hold events, you have that facility. Yeah. So that, that grows your church exponentially. So, I mean, if you ask now the ZCC pastor, if he goes out there on voting day and he says the week before voting day, guys, we are collectively as a church in God's trust, we're going to vote for ANC. How do you defeat that with social media? You can't. Yeah, you you can't. can't. That's yeah. 8 million people. Yeah. Then you look at the taxi associations. It's 100,000 drivers. Are they going to vote for the DA who impounded taxis? Wait, 100,000 drivers where? Well, 100,000 members. It's 200,000 drivers, I believe, or, or 300,000 drivers. 
Jesus, um, a lot of drivers. Yeah, a yeah. Lot of drivers. So that's, that's just the Santaco's registered uh, association. Yeah. yeah. They got 100,000 members, 200,000 taxis, and I can't remember exactly how many drivers. Okay, it's well, a uh, those are it's a, it's a large yeah. number. So, yeah. Sounds like you're making them up, but I believe you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, if you if you go ahead and you check all these, like Kosatu, we know they're part of the tripartite alliance. Mm. They will never not support the ANC. But recently, it looks like it might be divided. What, what about um, this? This is something brand new. Carl says that a new poll has predicted MK will get as much as 24% of KZN. So I, Bring I, us back to the Zoomers. I mm. actually wanted to go to the rally that he held in Alex. Um, but Uber was charging 190 rand to get to the location where the, the Alex stadium where it was because of the number of people going there. Yeah. And when I saw the crowds, it was ridiculous. Mm-hmm. So like an Indian guy sitting in that crowd, it's not so kosher. Ah, uh, they would have just said my friend and it would have been done. No, they might have thought I'm a Gupta or something. <laughs> um, and, and I've been accused of being a Gupta before. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, you know, he is across the country. Bear in mind, guys, MK just launched a little more than a month, month ago. ago. yeah, And they are gaining more traction in KZN than yeah, but, but just like on social media, where people are paid to say what they have mm. to say, we know that rallies are not a great indicator exactly. of mm-hmm. actual support on the ground. Paul yeah. often said this on the Burning Platform. Because people are paid to be at rallies. They're given lunch or they're mm. given a shirt or yeah. they're given a whatever. Yeah. yeah. So <laughs> again, I mean it's it, it is it's sickening, but this is the level of our politics in this country. Yeah. So you bust in for a rally, you, even with this Jacob Zuma rally, uh, he bust people in, but I don't know if it hit the newspapers, but I know for a fact people were left there till 9 p.m. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Trying to get a taxi out of there because the transport was not paid by Jacob Zuma. They didn't pay the taxi drivers to get so, people out. All right, there are two stories here. First of all, the media would have ignored that. And- yeah. Pretended it didn't even happen because the media isn't interested in MK. Well, it's not about the, ma- the mainstream media have so have declared themselves in direct opposition to Jacob Zuma. He's the bad guy. He's been the villain of our story for the for last right, ten years, thing, right. at least. But and we still have uh, there's this little girl on TikTok. She calls uh, Cyril Ramaphosa <laughs> Uncle Posy. So I'm going to call him that from now on. So even Posey mentioned um, state capture in his sauna last week, which was like, my guy, you were the deputy president. You oversaw a lot of this shit anyway. But yeah, you were saying, sorry. You know, the, the whole appeal, and I've spoken to people, I've spoken to Uber drivers, every Uber driver I use, I, I have a political discussion with. Yeah. And some of these guys yeah, are not too. South African. Um, but the major pull, and I understand it because my life changed dramatically during the Zuma years, uh, of course, I was working at Louis Vuitton at that time. So obviously, oh, really? ah. <laughs> obviously, my life was good. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So a lot of people feel their life was much better under Jacob Zuma than it was under Ramaphosa. And they're willing to overlook the state capture for that. They, In their minds, they feel, yes, he stole. But our lives are better. We had jobs. There's we no disputing able- that, though. Yeah. And it's hard to... If you compare Jacob Zuma's tenure to Saron Ramaphosa as we stand now five years into his tenure, mm. it's less like day and night. Yeah. So yeah, that's the major pull for MK. So one of the things I wanted to ask you, and Jack and I have spoken about this before on the show, but is voting enough? What are the other things you could get involved in okay. as a concerned active citizen? 
because I'm I'm also like I've had enough. There are going to be some people who will never register and will never vote, right? Yeah. They just don't care. But there are those of us who are doing that, and we realize that that's not enough. Every five yeah. years, it's, we've got to do more than that. Mm. How do you get involved in things? Must you start an NGO? Must you go to stupid <laughs> meetings? Like, how can you actually make a difference? Because I've been to some of these meetings. The branch meetings. Well, no. I mean, I'm talking at municipal level where you yeah. actually go to the municipality's meeting and you Public, say something. Uh, yeah. oh, it's a disaster. It's, you, you're asking for trouble. No. Mm-hmm. Okay. Before I, I answer your question, basically, at this moment, the registered voters in South Africa are 27,537,000. So it's it's massive. This is the biggest election we've ever had. If we have a turnout of 80%, it's the most votes we've ever counted in South Africa. Yeah. So can your vote actually count? Yes, 100%. Because now, as it stands, it is so hard to get 51%. You need over 13 million votes. And no party has done that in the history of South Africa. Yeah. Mm. No party has gotten that. So guaranteed the ANC is going to go down, whether they like it or not, whether they've got the support or not, just based on the amount of registered voters. Mm. So just based on that, they're definitely going to drop. Which 100%. makes it very interesting that uh, Uncle Posey hasn't told us when we're going to vote because like, it, no, look, it works against their interests. But anyway. Yeah, look, they also want as many South Africans to register as possible. The IEC has said there is a possibly around 30 million mm. um, eligible voters to 32 million. And right now, we're sitting on 27 million. So there are 5 million South Africans that can still register effectively. And and if you looked, I, I think I sent you the, the yeah you data. sent me the the, the um, data yeah the eighteen to nineteen year olds are the smallest group of registered voters yeah. and women are beating men men yes definitely. they're sitting on fifty five percent of that twenty seven million mm. so you know in terms of active citizenry women are very quiet about politics you don't hear them talk often about politics but they're the most active voters mm. in terms of being an active voter and doing more than just voting my suggestion would be and I know it's hard, you need to join a party. So party membership is not something that is easy to find out. For example, the ANC has around 600,000 members. It's dropped. They used to have a lot more in the 90s. Uh, It's dropped significantly over the last 10 years. And then the EFF are claiming they've got a million members. What these members do is they are able not to just hang posters, not to just go attend rallies. They build branches and branches are able to pretty much bring the message through to the communities that they're in, as well as bring the message of the party and do action in that community. Mm. So even if they're not elected, a branch for the EFF in Alex, it's not their ward, they can decide, listen, we're going to do a cleanup initiative. And that is active citizenry. Mm. So you can do this by yourself. There's a lot of groups in South Africa that do cleanup, they do charity, they do all these things. But if you want to be an active voter... Join a party, become a member, get involved with the branch. You can even start your own branch if there's no branch around you. Most of the parties will allow that. And then get more involved in the party. You also irritated, Jack, with people who say, oh, no, well, I can't find a party that perfectly fits me. It's like you're looking for a wife or something. I mean, it's just, no, there's no even, such thing as perfection here. Even in your pursuit of a wife, you're not going to find someone who Perfect, fits you perfectly. Yeah. Perfect is the enemy of progress, 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 right? So you've got to just get out there and join. Now you say join a party, but honestly, which one? I mean, you're talking about the manifestos now. You're talking about the constitutions of the different parties. 
what are you looking for in a match? If you're yeah. going to put time and effort into a party, you better have like at least a 50-60% match. So, you know, Gareth, that is so true what you're saying. Um, basically, you got to look at South Africa. Now, I haven't spoken to a South African who doesn't know the problems that the country is facing, as well as the solutions. From an Uber driver to a CEO, pretty much everyone knows we need to get jobs. We need to get the economy rolling. We need to get these things done. If you look at what the party is offering, let's, I'm not going to use any names, but let's say a party is offering to nationalize the Reserve Bank. How would that affect the economy? Most people don't understand the relationship of the Reserve Bank, inflation, our currency, how that is all protected by the Reserve Bank. You nationalize that, you end up with Zimbabwe. Mm -hmm. Tablefuls full of cash that were, are worth nothing. So everyone's a billionaire. So obviously, anyone that supports nationalizing the banks or nationalizing the mines, that is not a good party to go to if you're looking for progress. Any party that's looking to increase welfare, so the EFF has said they'll pay students two and a half thousand rand. That's not going to help you if you can't get a job. Two and a half thousand rand is not enough for rent in South Africa. Mm. So obviously, increasing welfare is a terrible idea. You should look to decrease welfare, increase jobs. So you need sound economic, and you yourself need sound economic. But are there any parties who are actu actually saying they want to decrease welfare? There's not one that has Because that's, that's a very yeah, bad political message to it, sell. It is. There's so many people in this country, what, 16 to 20 million, we're not even sure of the exact it's amount. 17 million on welfare right who, now. Who are getting the 350 yeah. No, no, that's 9 million. Grant. 9 that's million. Nine million. Yeah. Comes to about 3, 3 billion rand. Uh, a month that we are paying. Now, if you had to think about 3 billion rand, I could start a chain of supermarkets in South Africa for 3 billion rand a month. And I could run that and provide jobs for everyone. You know, you mm. could actually compete with a pick and pay mm. with 3.1 billion rand a month. Yeah. I could do so many companies for that amount of money instead of giving people 350 rand. I mean, bakeries. Everyone needs bread. Yeah. Everyone needs goods. The amount of spaza shops in this country contribute to our GDP in a massive way. Hey. Nationalize Congo the spaza shops. So Congo Chris says, Gayton said he wants to remove the child grant. Oh, yes, he did. Gayton, Gayton is one who's, he's been quite aggressive in his policies and changing South Africa, in it's my very, opinion. Very aggressive. <laughs> in my opinion, the man has his mind in the right place. His words are not in the right place. Carl mm. says, what pisses me off is there's only one party who's demonstrated that they can govern. That's Fuck correct. manifestos. Remove your heads from your asses. It's infuriating, says Carl. So what, what's, know, what's that only party? DA. No. DA. In the Western Cape. They, 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 no, and they've run out of wards. You've got to look at the realistic... And I, I criticize the DA heavily. If you watch my Everybody tweets, does. It's a national yeah. sport. It's so, like, it's like you know, laughing at the president. I still yep. believe, guys, if every South African decides, let's just do this based on what is effective. Let us go ahead, give the DA 51% of the vote. Regardless of John Stiernesen being president, we'll remove him later. It's fine. Let us give them 51% of the vote. It's not about Stiernesen. Stian yeah, I mean, will be the president. It's not like Stian Hazen's the most dangerous man ever either. Yeah, mm. but I mean, really, know, there are far worse uh, people who are, are promising far worse things. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you could say what you want. John Stian Hazen might not be your favorite. He's, I've said that he's too fat, for example. <laughs> yeah, but but we can say many things about John Stian Hazen, but he's not 
dangerous to our democracy. But what yeah, a lot and, of people. And, and, sorry, yeah. sorry to interrupt. But I mean, like, <laughs> so it's, when it's, people say, "Oh, you know, oh, I would vote for the DA, but, but for that John John's John's DNA." DNA like, yeah. What are you looking for? And I yeah. think we we've we've been somewhat conditioned in this country to look at. Uh, political parties as the individual that yeah. is in front yes, personality of everyone. It's politics. like it's personality, yeah. Instead of looking at um, the I don't, the ideas, I don't and actually, the, I don't actually care about whether they're nice people or not. They dress well, yep. Whether they speak nicely, yep. Whether they have uh, fun social lives, I don't care about any of that stuff. What I care about can is you that get they, shit done, right? Correct. We have come to a point in this country, and I, I think I said this last week on the mm -hmm. show. I'm just over talking. I want action. Yeah. And by action, I mean fix potholes, fix electricity, fix water, pick up the rubbish, tidy the country up, mm -hmm. and stop talking shit. That's it. That's 100%, Gareth. That's what fix we it. need. That we, we need to fix the country before we can decide on beautiful stuff. I want technocrats. I want someone who can come in and make it happen. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't want to know your name. In fact, I will know you're succeeding when I can't mention who the mayor of X place That's is. The best. Yeah, running yeah. so beautiful. That's the mm -hmm. best. Right? Mm -hmm. So I like what you said, Jack, because a lot of people base their political decision on, oh, Helen Zoll is the leader of the DA. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't like Helen Zoll's ideas, but yeah. you override over a thousand councillors. So for example, the ANC has the most municipalities in South Africa. Mm. They have 8,000 seats in all of the municipal uh, what's called councils. Right. So they're the biggest party. They run most of the country, if not 90%. If they are not running it well, then obviously don't vote for the ANC. Oh, yeah. That, that, it, what, it's not about Ramaphosa is a bad if, guy. What do you say if? What is if? No, it's okay. Yeah. True. They are but not running it well. If you say the DA is bad because of John Stian, Hazen, or Highlands. Oh, come on. What about Roger Jardine, guys? Okay. Roger Jardine is quite interesting. I've got an invite to go for the party launch. I've been connecting with them. They they very he's got a lot of money behind the party. Right. Right. And money is good because it can accomplish things. But you need people on the ground. And that's what I'm saying about the members and the branches. Who is the who is their constituency? That who that is, is the problem. The big business have like three votes between them. <laughs> <laughs> so it's funny you say that. The biggest employers in South Africa basically account for maybe a million, two million votes. So if all of them got together and collectively said, let's vote for the DA, but also, it wouldn't make a difference. Make a difference yeah. your, if your CEO of your company says, you must vote for this, who's going to listen? Well, and if, especially yeah. if they're telling you to vote for some guy no one in South Africa knows. Yeah. Discovery's employees will listen. Will they? Yeah, they listen to everything. They, it's all, they say jump in and they jump. It's all just uh, what? Yeah. Mindless like, bots just no, following one mindless. another. It's, it's like, it's it's like a Lenny Riefenstahl movie over there. Is uh, that what you're saying? Discovery <laughs> is like a cult. If you're in that group, you like you live in it. Have you been in their office? It's like a yeah, different South Africa. Mm. It doesn't feel like South Africa. The culture, there's no racism. It's, it's like a beautiful, and then you step out and everyone's back to normal. Um, so you, you actually think it's a good thing that people have this culture inside the corporates and they don't speak about politics mm. and they don't... Uh, you like that? I like it because it insulates and that's why the private sector is so effective. They are apolitical for most of the part. They're apolitical um, and they don't get involved. So like Bidvest, massive company in South Africa, has holdings in everything, even mm. deals with the government. Glencore. Mm. Um, Patrick, Patrick says in the comments, I can never vote DA. Sorry, too long here for explanations. Anyway, they'll never get 50%. That's why I like this moonshot stuff. 
as I can vote for the party I want. So, so the, the, the multi-party coalition, what do yeah. we think of that? Yeah, so the moon, the MPC coalition is amazing because Alan Zell for years has said <laughs> voting for a small party is useless. Don't vote for small parties. Yeah. They're never going to accomplish anything. Then she goes out and her and the federal come up with the idea of the multi-party charter. Now you don't need to vote DA to support DA. You can vote anyone because they're all part of this magical coalition that will definitely stay together after they win the elections. And Neil De Beer is not going to disagree with John Stiernason on anything. Mm-hmm. And, uh, Kenneth uh, Meshwe, yeah, he will never disagree with Helen Zell on the fact that we can legalize sex work. Um, yeah, it's a beautiful coalition. They're all going to so have the same minds. TL says, uh, I must say this guy, that's you now, Xavier. Is sharp and sober-minded. At least you're not drunk-minded. <laughs> he speaks politics and economics in simple terms. I would have thought he would have fit right in, right in with Action SA. Well, he was in Action SA. I, I was. One of, time, uh, yeah. one of the founder members, in I, fact. I will say to you guys publicly, I do regret leaving there. I told Herman Mashaba, he's got a Spaza shop party. I do regret that. Okay. I was very wrong. <laughs> that that uh, takes the big man to admit so that. I was he's not going to have you back. Anyway. Yeah, um, he's not. Obviously, I think... My words were quite harsh to Michael Beaumont, Andre Kutia, and Herman Shaba. I've burnt my bridges there. I'm man enough to admit that actually. Yeah, I hope they're listening. Yeah. yeah. They can but hear that you Honestly, you've grown. you know, mm. for me personally, I would not want to be part of a party that I can't do anything inside of. Mm. I need to be active. So for when I joined the DA, You've I done t- a you've done a, a an Ace Machashule there. You know, that's gonna welcome <laughs> you back. <laughs> <laughs> Funny thing you're saying about Ace Magashule because he's got a hard rock right now. He needs to choose between three parties because his party act has not really taken off. And uh, yeah, but it, isn't he throwing in his luck with the MK party? He hasn't officially, hasn't he? Yeah. So it's it's this is the first time that the ANC splinters. So we've had ANC splinters before. The oldest ANC splinter. Cope. That's Cope. Yeah. No, no, it's PAC. Oh no, oh, no. Yeah. Yeah, that, yeah, that's a very very and, yeah, yeah. and then UDM. Yeah, mm, UDM was the next that. one because mm. uh, Bantu Halomisa said that they are a bunch of corrupt fools. I think he should have stayed in ANC because there's a lot of good people, and I'll get flack for this. There's a lot of good people inside the ANC still. Um, they must be hidden in. And some I'm not dungeon. talking about Praveen Gordon. I, I <laughs> genuinely don't think he's one of the good guys. But there are. I speak to a lot of people inside the ANC, and there are a lot of good guys. Um, Hang on. I yeah. uh, got to get this right because I'll, I'll quote you afterwards. Did you say Praveen is a good guy? I didn't say that. Oh, thank oh. I would, uh, like, I, Jesus. I'm not going to say what I think I was gonna about lose, Praveen. I was going to chase you out of this. I'm not going to yeah, say what I think it about ended Praveen. But right then and there. The, like, evidence, the evidence before us on what he's done That's with SAA, crooked. just SAA, mm. crooked. Because state capture is over uh, when he oh, took oh, over. So they say. Mm. Right? So what is exactly going on at SAA that we sold it for 50 bucks? Because mm. I would have taken 50 bucks and bought SAA. Yeah. And I'm sure pretty much every one of the 60 million South Africans would have done the same. But anyway, there are some good people in the, the ANC. Um, I wouldn't write off the ANC because the reality is everyone's saying they're going to get 40%. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that puts them solidly on the opposition benches. Mm. It doesn't write them out of our country. Yes. Which a lot of people think will be accomplished if we remove them and they drop by 40%. No. As an opposition party in South Africa, you still have a lot of power to dismantle or prevent or, you know, impact any change on the country. You know what's crazy? I had the same thought 10 years ago. Like when I 
came to join Cliff Central. Uh, Damon Calvaris was doing the yeah, yeah. Uh, auditions and he asked me, he was like, look, man, it's an election year. What are you going to do? I'm like, look, I think it would be great to see the ANC as an opposition party because as a governing party, they are not that great. So <laughs> Wasn't hearing, your uncle in charge at that exact time? Yes, he was. <laughs> but he, at that exact time, that he was. That must have been uh, an awkward family dinner when the word got out. I mean, at the end of the day, I'm allowed to have my own thoughts and opinions. In fact, I got a pat on the back for saying that. Oh, wow. Uh, okay. Because consider how uh, radical my uncle was when he was my age. Mm. You get what I mean? Mm. He served, what, 12, 13 years on Robben Island? You don't yeah. do that if you do not yeah. have some yeah. sort of uh, idea or at least a thought that you can stand behind, right? For the sake of clarity, we're talking about Hanema Mutlan. Yes, he who, does who, happen uh, was, to be my He's a former president of the country. Yeah. One of the shortest after, ones. After yes. Gidlis uh, had uh, unseated Tabombeki for yeah. a little bit, mm -hmm. there was that period where we had an interregnum and we were ruled over by uh, a wise elder for a short while. And I'm actually glad that he's <laughs> kind of uh, done the moonwalk into the background. <laughs> He hasn't yeah. said he's anything too much. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's, I haven't had to defend fact, my surname in a long time. I'm happy. It, it's kind of interesting to see him back. He doesn't want to campaign either. No, he won't do it. He eh? said mm -hmm. he won't do it. And yeah. I, I thought initially it was because of his age, but he's so he's got so many ideological differences with the current regime. Mm. You know, guys, I was looking at the... Uh, because Nelson Mandela was released on the 11th of February. And that was this weekend. And I'm a Nelson Mandela fan, even though I don't support the ANC. God anymore. bless you. Um, Very few of those left. So few people of a certain age, let's just put it this way, who will yeah. even say that... Uh, Madibia you know, is my hero. Yeah, mm. Or that the 90s were a good thing. They're like, <laughs> <laughs> sell out, sell out. <laughs> Re revisionist historians, so, left, yeah. right and center. It's funny, I had this conversation with Nati Mtetwa when he was before the flag incident. Mm. And uh, Nati and I were... I love Nati, mm. uh, regardless of what has happened. I love Nati Mtetwa. And we've had good conversations on... Madiba, and, you know, what he means and how we should revive that legacy. And then to see his stuff being auctioned was heartbreaking for me. Um, but going back to the 1990 speech that he gave outside of the city hall in Cape Town. Right. You see Cyril Ramaphosa standing next to him. Mm -hmm. Holding the mic. Yeah, yeah, he's holding the mic the entire time that Madiba is speaking. It's not a long speech. It's not one of Madiba's longest speeches. After Madiba finishes, they're busy trying to tell the crowd, massive crowd, at that time in 1990. Um, listen, you need to calm down, etc. We need to leave here without leaving any damage. Cyril Ramaphosa takes the mic and he starts speaking. This is 1990, mm. before he ever had presidential... With conditions. a full head of hair, Banjo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. He looked good. He looked good. Um, so he, he takes the mic and he starts speaking. Nobody gives a damn. In 1990, nobody gave a damn. Yeah. <laughs> In a crowd of people that were happy to see Madiba, the ANC, the ANC is about to be unbanned. You know, it's a massive thing in our country. The heroes, the liberators have arrived. Yeah. He's standing next to the man, the man, the mm. man. And nobody wants to listen to it. Yeah. This was 1990. Whoever decided, and I was one of those idiots that said, Sir Ramaphosa will be the best thing in this country. Oh, wow. I was one of those idiots. Oh, well, at least you admit you. Were yeah. Right. yeah. I, I was. I was. And then I thought, you know, him, Tokyo Sexuale, uh, Sam Shaloa. I thought those two, those three are the dream team. You put them in the highest offices of South Africa, we'll have change in within five years. Mm. I was very wrong. I called it from a mile away. I said, there's no way. I mean, when I looked at uh, uh, Uncle Posey's 
uh, track record in the private you sector. You like this nickname, I huh? love it. it <laughs> just, it's so friendly. Yeah, yeah it, it, it's, you know, just rolls off the tongue. So Uncle Posey, I checked out like uh, his track record in business, like in the private sector. And I was like, wait, you, you're calling this guy? This guy is going to save yeah, this country? You, it's like, hell no, come on. You, you got to understand. From a standpoint, oh, please, you can't call him a businessman. He's Come on. But from a standpoint, the man had a lot of money to put in articles, put in this impression through PR that he is a businessman. Again, it's these PR bullshitters <laughs> that we were speaking about earlier. <laughs> so you can actually hire a PR management company for about uh, 300k what? a month. Why waste your money? So it's not like, going to work. Let's say you want to run for politics now, right, Gareth? And you are going to bring change to the country. And you've got to overcome this, uh, you know, they're going to bring up every tweet you've ever tweeted and how you're such a terrible person. You need Won't to be now difficult. count <laughs> Even the dumbest PR company could help. Plus, everyone's so, so soft these days. So you need to now yeah. come up with a strategy to overcome that. And, and I'm a changed man. My perspectives on South Africa have changed. A PR company can do this for you in a very artful way. Well, charge like a wounded buffalo and it won't change public. A wounded perception. buffalo is correct in, mm. the, in the context of Ramaphosa. Mm. Um, so <laughs> he put a billion rand behind his campaign and that was to buy out the NEC because the NEC really controls right. the president. Mm. Mm. The president has so no control over the... Tons of money and like yeah. you said earlier, money can make things happen. hundred yeah. percent. So... All right. So let's talk about the, the other groups because you mentioned taxi associations, churches... Public workers' prisons is another thing prisons, we can look yeah, at. Yeah. Uh, what other places are we ignoring when we look at voters? So, you know, like the deaf and blind are something I'm very, you know, You're wasting about. your time here with the deaf. I've got uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Fucking around. But there's yeah, no politician. Hello! <laughs> <laughs> there's no politician that is actually approaching the deaf and blind community in South Africa. Um, they are voters. They are not how many people. are there? I, we know? I don't exactly know the numbers. I'm still doing research on it. It's very difficult, but I don't know how much of the population. I don't even know how a, a blind person votes. I don't mm. know how. I So I need to get in touch with the IEC and Neither find out. Neither do they. Someone goes in and helps them and just makes them vote there, A there and is, C. There, there is an assisted vote um, where they assist you. Yeah. And the IEC is very good with this because when I, when I volunteered on voting day, I watched how... Because whenever they had an assisted vote, they have to come tell the party agents, listen, one of the team has to assist this woman. She can't see right. She forgot her glasses, whatever the case is. And then we make a record of it to say this one person voted with a person with an IEC person to help her. Um, they The IEC, despite everyone, and, and it's always uneducated people, not in a bad way. They mm. don't know enough about the IEC mm. that will say the IEC is biased. The IEC will rig the vote in favor of the ANC, they definitely will not. Uh, I mean, you guys have spoken to the IEC. I have full confidence. No, that I'm impressed. I really am impressed with them. Same here. So, you know, there's that community. I think if Gator was out there, uh, he can reach a deaf person. Uh, <laughs> yeah, just because he's so loud. Yeah, yeah. So between him and Neil, one of them will reach deaf people. Mm. They'll create miracles and people will start hearing again because those guys are loud. Um, but, you know, no, no politician has actually targeted that market. Women are actually the massive voter pool in this country. 55% of the 27 million that have registered are women. So mm -hmm. if you want to be a party that gets 
go after the woman. So then you don't think, like I do, that women should never have been given the vote? No, I definitely don't think so. Because if you look at it, we <laughs> Jack see, just goes quiet. Like, no, no, like, so I don't believe you just said I, I'm a fanatic of <laughs> the of the private sector. It's been my passion from the time I was young. Yeah. Um, so I, I follow the trends in the private sector a lot. And women in leadership in the private sector, has, it's, it's become very stabilizing mm. as opposed to men. Whereas before, there would be egos in the boardrooms. Now, with greater women representation in the boardrooms, the executive, etc., there's a lot of balance around companies. Women have made a, a huge contribution. So I think, if but, had, but I also think that uh, just as men have uh, egos and all sorts of masculine competitiveness, women can be absolutely well, devastating you, and, yeah. and not so constructive ways too. I mean, it's look not at Marcosi, it's not a gender thing. Yeah, right? like Marcosi, we Kosa. manifest those negative things mm-hmm. differently, but we still have them. But yeah. to put it in perspective, guys, there's less than 10 female candidates that are running for president for this country. And I feel that's a travesty. Um, Muzi Maimani, I respect him. But he's had his chance. The woman next to him, she's empowering. Mm. Give her the chance. You know you're not going to get 51% this year. But yeah. give your party the best chance. Muzi should step down as co-leader or co-president or whatever position you okay. can create in the party, let that her would go. would attract ahead. you into that party, all right. You know? Mm. So I'm not a woman, Mm-mm. but I but think you, on these lines because yeah. I look at the numbers and the women are controlling the vote in South Africa. Yeah. And most of the issues, like if you look at the 75 people that will be killed every day in South Africa statistically, mm-hmm. um, women make the biggest amount they of that number. Of that, yeah. mm. So, you know, mostly women are getting killed. Mostly women are victims yeah. of GBV. Yes, yes, yes. Um, they w- women women hold the communities together. They're the ones who, in this country more than anywhere else in the world, yeah, are, are, are keeping whole villages running. And yeah. single single mothers single mothers, hold this country. Massive. Mm-hmm. There are so many leaders out today who have accomplished something because of a single mother. Yeah. And most of the grants are targeted so towards women. So Vera says, what if we elect a woman president and she goes on maternity leave for a year? Oh, my God. <laughs> You guys are so bad. This okay, Jacinda. We were having Alder. a serious conversation yeah. here, V-Ruth. No, Jacinda, it's a good point. It's a good point. And don't don't do no, don't, don't do example. that. So, no, no, I'm just saying. Don't do that. How is that a good she's point? She's a terrible, po- terrible politician. Why the long face? When, when, <laughs> when I, when I, because I was very WEF orientated. Were you? Yeah, yeah. I even tried mm. to join them, um, but with me, no education, they didn't accept me. Um, anyway, so like. Jacinda Aldern was very, when she started, before she became prime minister and a tyrant and mm. a horrible person, um, she was very <laughs> empowering, you know? It, it was a young woman in a leadership position, along with the Swedish uh, PM, mm-hmm. the young girl that went partying while she's the PM yeah, of like the country. Uh, of course you liked her. Yeah. She looked good. That's why you liked her. Um, <laughs> so that's how you, you get the three, male folk, Put guys. three men on here to try and talk about women. Invariably, it's going to deteriorate. So, yeah. so ladies, point. I'm sorry. So she had a child during her tenure. Jacinda. Uh, yeah, Jacinda. Yeah, but she also had a stay-at-home husband, simp, yeah, beta male. Kamala <laughs> Harris as well. I also has a simp husband. Yeah. yeah. You know? Simp husbands it's are important. So I don't think it's we... It's like a Louis Vuitton bag. It's fashion. Yeah. I don't think husband. we live in a country or world. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> jump, Danny, jump. Don't, don't even talk. Pumzile van Dam has a simp husband as well. Oh, we, oh. we didn't need to bring him up. Yeah, oh. I don't know. I don't know his name, but I know... If you, run, if you actually become president, we, your, your, husband, your simp husband is a... 
yeah. it's a easy must target. Have. Easy yeah. target. And, and and he's allowed to be criticized. Easy. easy. Mm-hmm. But I don't think we should be dragging everyone's husbands. <laughs> <laughs> but it's just an example. But I mean, we live in a day and age now where women can have a child, mm. have a successful sure. career, mm-hmm. and still be Nobody active gave, in politics. Again, uh, the greatest woman leader of the 20th century, Margaret Thatcher. We agree. She, no one said to her, well, you, what if she goes on maternity leave? And no, they what didn't. What if this, yeah. and what if she, she used to cook supper for her husband and kids every other night. Margaret had the most, I think she had, Theresa May tried to be Margaret, but, no. you know, Margaret had the most criticism because she was a woman. Yeah, of They course. believed she could never be prime minister. Yeah, and she did it. And, and she was the best prime minister. Job. Superb. Anyway, we've yeah. got to end it somewhere. So yeah. it's three minutes after eight. I have a feeling that this show of yours is going to kick some ass, apart from being the grown-ass group chat. Yeah. yeah. Um, it Please is, watch it, guys. No, we will. Uh, I don't want five views. No, Please. no, no. <laughs> no, there's no way. If you, liked, no uh, if you liked what you heard this morning, you will find a whole lot more of it on the podcast party and particularly on this new show with Xavier and with Jack. Yeah. Thanks for uh, having me, guys. It's been a pleasure. Not forgetting Serena as well. And Thank Serena, you yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Let's yeah. not ignore her because she's not here this morning, but we'll yeah. get her on this show as well. Definitely. So we can uh, let everybody she's know. A, she's a powerhouse. I had her on a, a, a Twitter space last night along with a whole lot of great South Africans, 190. I wanted to join us. that until the electricity disappeared. So the, I yeah. had issues with the electricity when we were trying to end. We started at 6.30. No, 7, 7.30. Mm. We ended at about 10 because I had electricity issues. Yeah. It was so, amazing to hear average people talk. And I think that's something that people should do more of, like the comment section. The well, guys are in there are great. This yeah, is what we're are. trying to do. And what the podcast party is trying to achieve here is also to expose lots of different opinions, to give people a chance to debate the stuff that actually moves South Africa forward, and to get young people especially to take ownership of their future. Mm-hmm. And it's thanks to guys like you that these conversations will be facilitated. Yeah. So come and join us. Be a part of this. If you don't join any other party, as per Xavier's admonition that you should, yep. then at least join the, the podcast, podcast party. To yeah. be honest, guys, I don't even know which party I'm voting for yet. Yeah, ah, you sound so, like you're voting yeah. for Moosey. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Very good. That's it, everybody. We will see you tomorrow at 6 a.m. And we've got a Well, we've actually got that interview with a friendly Satanist, Satanist yeah. tomorrow, That's which you don't want to miss. Oof. So we will see you then. And uh, again on Thursday with the Burning Platform with Pumi. So don't go anywhere. Cheers, bye.